The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We're excited to be here today, aren't we, guys? Oh, yeah. At a brand new time. At a brand new time. If, if you haven't heard us before, we're normally on at 1 o'clock, but now we're on at noon. We're normally now on at noon. <laughs> yeah, we're normally now on at noon. And, and welcome to the post-Easter show. There's no, there's no eve of any kind this time. But wow. We, but we are talking today about a really, really cool topic. I'm very excited about it. We're talking about the fullness of... Of Jesus's death and resurrection and there's a lot to that really I mean and I say that all as if we know the fullness of it and we only have 30 minutes and we only have 30 minutes but we're gonna talk at least about the fullness that we've discovered so far all right and so if I was asking you guys I know you've been to church on Easter at least a time or two and in the room today it's me Sam Main we have Robbie Dillmore Vinnie Menino and Al Henley and uh we're, we're talking through this, so if you hear some voices, and uh, or if we call to each other, you know who we are. But, Robbie, when you've been to Easter services, what are some of the topics they t- typically preach on on those Sundays about Jesus' death and resurrection? All right. Well, they, they're going to talk about, you know, when have you died yourself? What have you left in the tomb mm-hmm. to yourself? They're going to talk about um, the forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. They're going to talk about the he's risen. There's mm-hmm. You know, there's always a lot of... You know, he's not there, mm-hmm. and and that's some good news. It is. It's very good news. Al, what, what do they usually talk about that you're used to? Basically the same thing. I think my favorite one is when they talk about the shroud and how it was not folded. It was wadded up, meaning that he's coming back. Are you, are you familiar with that one? No. When the sh- <laughs> It's like a napkin. If you, if you, when you uh, fold your napkin, it yeah. com- I'm sorry, I, I think I said it wrong, but when it's folded, <laughs> that means you're coming back to the table. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was a Jewish tradition. Well, his linen clothes were folded, which means he's coming back, as opposed to being, you know, all wadded up. Very cool. Very cool. That's my favorite. Vinny, what about you? What's been some of the ones you've listened to on on Easter Sunday? Wow, I go back a lot, and I can't remember the last (laughs) one. But this one here was kind of special because, uh, I don't know, I started to watch all the movies prior to Easter Sunday, and Mm -hmm. they all have a different version of why... Jesus was crucified and and what Easter meant. Well, to me, it means that it's my second chance. You know, if I've messed up all year long, he's out. He's free and he's out for me, mm-hmm. you know, and he will take care of me and whatever problems I have. And, you know, it's uh, like you say, our father. Well, if we don't believe in our father, then there's really no hope for any of us. Uh, we must believe and well I do believe I will tell you something that I was sharing with Sam mm-hmm. uh, just a minute ago uh, this is the first Easter sunrise that I've missed in 50 years and the reason is because I can't drive at nighttime mm-hmm. so I can't be that I couldn't be at the church and I was so guilty for the whole day mm-hmm. I went to service and I just begged him to forgive me for not being there and for my family that's up in heaven with him. Mm-hmm. So it was 
it was a good message for me. Yeah, it was. I think that you talked about, do we believe in the Father? Right. And I think it really may come down to what we believe about the Father, right? What is the thing that we've been told about the Father? What have we believed? What have we believed about his Son that came? And, and I'm going to play a clip here, and I want to set it up a little bit. You're going to hear it, and it's going to be a little different for you. I'll promise you that. And it is meant as a, um, oh, what would you call it, Robbie, a, a satirical kind of thing it's not seriously it's not how we feel to show what jesus is not right it's exactly what jesus is not and why he didn't come and so listen to this it's from vintage 21 church in raleigh we're going to listen to it and come back and talk about it well all right now it's time for me to tell you all what you've done wrong since i last saw you and don't try and hide because i'm jesus i will find you let's start with you peter You lied to your mother the other day. Andrew, you said a naughty word when you hit your finger with the hammer. James, you laughed at him when he hit his finger. Moving right along, Matthew, we fell asleep in church, didn't we? Yes, we did. And Thomas, you were slow dancing a little too close with that girlfriend of yours. Let's see, and you, I forgot your name, so you're off the hook for now. Philip, I saw you smoking a cigarette behind that big rock the other day. Benjamin, you aren't wearing your WWJD bracelet. Jacob, I don't mind you saying my name, but not after you stub your toe. Frank, you know what you did. I just can't repeat it because I'm Jesus. All right, all you sinners, come with me. It's time to pay the piper. Man, it was only one cigarette. I heard that. <laughs> it, uh, please bear with us. This is not a poking fun at Jesus in any way. It's poking fun of some stereotypes that society sometimes can have. I mean, what would some of those stereotypes be, Robbie? Or what comes to mind as you listen to that? Frank? Uh, yeah, I, to me, I think it's clearly how Satan would like us to portray God in our minds as this judge that he's going to. He's standing there ready to judge your next action. And if you don't measure up, you know, you're not going to have a relationship with him anymore because, you know, you had this reaction to whatever it was that was in your, you know, in his presence. And it's so far from the truth that to me, it's nice to be able to, to, to laugh at it a little bit, to realize wow, that is so far from what Jesus is and what he came to do. Yeah. When it's so over the top like that, it allows you really to say, what do I truly believe? Right? And I know it's not this. I know this is what I, what I believe. And I think to, to fully understand why Jesus did come, and we've talked about this on the show many times, but you have to go back to why he said he came. When you go back to Luke chapter 4 and you read in it, it talks about, as he's quoting Isaiah 61, he says, you know, I have come to heal the brokenhearted and set the captives free. Right? And so that's a lot of why Jesus himself proclaimed he was coming. Now, when we talked a little earlier about what we hear on Easter service, they're exactly right. There's nothing wrong with what they're saying. Jesus did come that our sins would be forgiven, right? There's other reasons he came, isn't there, Al? Absolutely. You know, and as I look back at different points in my life, they were different things. But one of the things that I got from this was restoration. Mm -hmm. That, you know, and Todd was talking about this not too long ago, where, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Well, what is the way to father? When he speaks of God, he says, father, when, 
when before he blessed the 5,000, the food for the 5,000, he said, Father, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's a clear indication. Now, and I'm going to kind of take it on another uh, turn because we were talking about what Jesus was and what he wasn't. One of the things that, you know, I never thought about until this clip, but the opposite of what that was, was fun. Mm-hmm. That clip was not fun, but Jesus played with kids all the time. That's his nature. I think that's a big part of the who Jesus is. And, you know, I need to understand that my heavenly father is not this judgmental, condemning, you know, person. That's not his nature. You know, it's about joy. It's about enjoying life. And I'm not I'm not walking away from sin on this or my my responsibilities. But I'm also saying that there can be joy within my faith and my walk. Absolutely. And, and, and to be clear, we're not saying that God is not judged because Scripture says that he is. Correct. Right. He does have condemnation um, that's placed out. No. Am I saying that right? I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> I'm not sure where you're Yeah, going. bail me out, Robbie. No, what I'm saying is God is. Therefore, there is no condemnation. For those, for those who are in Christ, right. right? Right. There's a conviction that's placed upon your heart by the Holy Spirit, but God doesn't do the condemnation. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. God is those things, but above all, God is love. Yeah. Right. And, and we were made to be in relationship with him. That's what Adam and Eve's first job was, was to be in relationship. And when you go back and you look at what Jesus did, those couple things you often hear on Easter Sunday, and I, I get it because sometimes there's new people there or the only time that they come. And I know why they, they talk about those things, but we don't often get the rest of the story, but they talk about forgiveness of sins. And that is incredible. And we talk about salvation which is also incredible. And as you said, that's the way back to the Father because when those sins are forgiven and they no longer matter, now we have free access to God, right? That's what kept us from God. So Jesus came and paid that. When we got salvation, we got eternal time with God. And that's why I look so forward to Easter every year because it just seems to grow and grow my understanding of all that Jesus did at the cross and all the freedom that was available and as I get closer to God, I, I get this better picture that's a lot clearer than the clip that you paid. But also, every year I get a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. from things that I just didn't realize I was free from, but Jesus comes in there to give that healing. And so as the more freedom I have, the better look I get at the Father. And when I get a better look at God, often that means I get a better look at Robbie and, and, and his role in the way he made me. You know, when Jesus talks about in, in Luke, when, when he's quoted there and he says that I've come to set the captives free, right? There is freedom. And that's done through forgiveness of sins. That's done through these other things. But the point wasn't necessarily those. The point was restoration with the Father. Restoration with relationship, which we talked a lot about last week. And, and so we don't, we don't want to continue on that topic again, but we are going to talk a lot more about freedom. Because right, that is a big topic on why he came, that we would have freedom from lots of different things. And that yeah. freedom is specifically, if you look deeply into Isaiah 61, mm-hmm. it's a freedom from darkness. And our sin puts us in these chains of darkness. And so that setting the captives free is, is actually opening your eyes to, to light, the light of the world. <laughs> but our own darkness that we're surrounded with, the freedom is is actually being able to see a pathway to again the father but also the way that you bear his image oh absolutely there is so many things in this freedom topic that we'll talk about there's so much freedom and as you said robbie it's it's it more is revealed every year 
And it's not just at Easter, but that's sometimes the, the times we really think about it. But it's revealed to us all throughout the year. And it's cool because as the, we see the, ro- the stone roll away from the tomb and the light begins to come in. So the light begins to come in and then and to an extent Robbie's light comes on. <laughs> if you picture that and you begin to see, right, Al? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and the nice thing is as that happens in our hearts, in our soul, it cascades down to our family, our children, and our spouses. Absolutely. There are ripple effects, right? You can't throw a rock in the water without it rippling. As we come back, we're going to talk about ripple effects. No, we're going to talk about freedom. We're going to talk about this fullness of freedom, the freedom that Jesus came for, that we had, that he died for, and he rose again. And what does that really look like in our lives? And how do we hold on to that? You're listening to Masculine Journey Radio. And a Braveheart clip. We get to hear that. Your phone, your tablet, your iPad, your Android just became a radio. That's right. You can take the Truth Network with you everywhere now thanks to our brand new Truth Network app. That's right. Listen to Dr. Michael Brown in the Line of Fire, The Christian Car Guy with Robbie Dilmore, Truth Talk Live, all of our programming 24-7 right there in your hand. Perhaps you're out of range of your radio or traveling in a busy airport. You can plug into the Truth Network. Just go to truthnetwork.com to download the new free app. That's truthnetwork.com. We have a job to do out here today. To be a winning team, you have to work like a winning team. My team depends on me. And my team is 50,000 strong. This is the action team. High school students and Major League Baseball players working together to train and inspire the next generation of volunteers. I'm LaTroy Hawkins. I'm Craig Kimbrell. And And we're we're on the the team. team. The action team. Our team is the action team. Get in on the action at actionteam.org. Are you in? Welcome back to The Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today. If you are listening at this new time for us, the 12 o'clock time slot, we welcome you. And if you were listening at one, I guess you're not hearing us right now. (laughs) But uh, tell your friends, listen to us at dude. Uh, Go to Facebook. If there's something about the topic we talk about today that really stirs your heart, something that you want to share in this, go to Facebook and look us up on Masculine Journey Radio. Alan, you, you gave a great suggestion as well. Absolutely. And actually, I'll have to take it from Vinny. It was his idea. But if there are things going on that you want us to, want us to discuss or that uh, we could um, dig a little deeper in to help you out, please put that down on there because we want to share and take your topics in. And we'll, we'll learn with you. We'll, we'll or find. if you were, had some freedom this year, yeah. we would love to hear how Jesus gave you freedom. And often yeah. that light of healing that you've had will light the light for somebody else that, that will give them a way to that same freedom. When that freedom came at a price. It did. It was a very, very high price. And so what we're going to do, we're going to listen to a clip from Braveheart. And, and regardless of your personal feelings on Mel Gibson and some of the brokenness <laughs> and the struggles he's had, he's made a couple movies that are really, really impactful. One of them being Braveheart. When you watch Braveheart, if you watch it with an open mind and you see the ending of that movie, you can't help but think about Jesus. At least I can't. Robbie, I'm sure it's that way for you and, and, and you guys as well. But we're going to listen to the first part of that that's incredibly painful. But really, we need to remember what Jesus went through for our freedom. And we're going to do that through looking at Mel Gibson's story in Braveheart. Now behold the awful price of treason. Yeah. Or fall to your knees now. Declare yourself the king's loyal subject. Beg his mercy, and you shall have it. Rope! Stretch him! 
Stretch him! Stretch him! Pleasant. Yes. Rise to your knees. Kiss the royal emblem on my cloak. And you will feel no more. Wreck <laughs> him! That was about two minutes, but that's an incredibly painful two minutes, isn't it, Robbie? Yeah, and we show that clip every every year at boot camp twice, and 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 it never loses its impact of what the price of freedom was. But I, the thing that I I, I got this year as I was listening to that was that he labeled him a traitor. He said, "Behind, behold, the high price of." being a traitor which reason but really mel gibson was providing free freedom for the or not mel gibson (laughs) william wallace was providing freedom for uh, the people of scotland like george washington would have been labeled a traitor by the crown but in our world he was a a great freedom fighter but really for the pharisees jesus was the traitor but he was the son of God. And so it, it, these labels have a tremendous amount of, of significance and power that's not there. You know, one that struck me this year when I heard it was he said, kiss, kiss the emblem and you will feel no more. Mm-hmm. I've been numb enough in my life. Yeah. I'm not going to kiss the emblem. I want to feel. And, and that's what this freedom has given me, the ability to feel um, more love, more joy, more happiness. And, and there is still frustration but it's so much more um, powerful, um, especially as these Easter's come, as we were talking about. There's just a freeing feeling. And, uh, you know, when you when you listen to these um, clips and they're modern day parables, that's what they are for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really puts things in, into perspective. You know, there's a lot of power in the scene. There's a lot of power in the movie Braveheart, you know, and I know that because it's really helped me forget that, that Mel Gibson's sporting a mullet through most of it. <laughs> and so when I could quit focusing on that, <laughs> it's really got my attention. And uh, anyway, you can't stay too serious here. But, but the, the thing about that high price of freedom is that when we begin to look at our lives and look for the freedom that Christ has, for example, there's things that I've struggled with forgiving myself. Some of the deepest sins that I really have to think, wow, how in the world could God forgive me of that? Mm-hmm. And at that point, Jesus can say to me, didn't I pay enough? And understanding some of what that price is allows me to get my innocence, to, to say, oh, yeah, there was a high price paid for that. Mm-hmm. And if I'll accept it, I can have my innocence card, I call it. Yeah. And, and, and I can carry that and say, no, 
when Satan comes after me, there was a price paid for this, and I've got that innocence, and I can cling on to it because I know the amount of suffering that Jesus did on my behalf for that. Now, as far as freedom goes, Al, what, what do you think on that? You know, I think back to early in my marriage, and I, I was really insecure. And when we go through the poser talk, part of it was that I wanted my wife to look great, my children to look great, the house to look great. And it had to because if it didn't, somebody might look at me. Mm-hmm. And so I was really meticulous. The house had to be clean. Now, that's not a topic in our family. I and mean, we keep the house clean, but it's not like the neat freak. You know, I'm free from that. You know, I don't... The house doesn't define me. You know, everybody's image doesn't define me. What defines me is my joy. What defines me is my happiness and where I find it and how I find it. But where did you discover that your identity is not in your house? (laughs) You know, it was the poser talk, to be honest with you. When when it said, who is, um, what is your pose Mm -hmm. and what are you hiding? And, And I realized I wasn't who I wanted to be. And, you know, when I... That's when that was the first step, the poser talk, the wound talk. But then when I went and the Jehovah became my father, when I, mm-hmm. I heard the father by God, that's when it all came together for me. And I understood exactly, you know, he loves me. You know, that's what this whole purpose of restoration is for. That salvation just means you're not going to go to hell, you know, and I don't mean to downplay that at all, but that restoration, sanctification, oh, you know, that is an incredible place because I don't have to live in condemnation or fear that other people are going to judge me, you know, because my father has already said, you know, you are my son. Mm-hmm. You know, as I, I think about the topic of freedom, I, I was raised in a church that was very loving. It was really, really nice people. They loved God and they, they tried to walk with Jesus really, really fully. Um, but they were very much stuck in the mindset that we're only a sinner saved by grace. And we are indeed a sinner saved by grace, without a doubt. It's only part of the story. It's only part of the story, right? We're a new creation in Christ. And what that allows me to do, if I'm only a sinner saved by grace, then I'm only a step away from being that again. You know, but if I'm a new creation, there's hope. There's hope that I don't have to be that old guy that's just going to get by by buckling down and having great discipline. And discipline is important. Right. But this one's not the same as restoration. No. In fact, you know, it's what are you being disciplined for? What's the purpose of that discipline? Is it to achieve a goal or is it to make yourself look better? Is it because you're afraid you don't look good and it's being free from what other people think of you because your real focus needs to be, what does my father think of me? What does my heavenly father think? And there is a time for self-control. Absolutely. Obviously, that's a fruit of the spirit, right? Is that you're going to have some self-control. And so there is a time for that, but self-control alone will not get you there, right? It, it won't cause what's lying underneath that. We're o- gonna, we're o- gonna, oftentimes, ahead. lack of self-control is, you know, feeding that, that, that wound. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about me again? All right. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to pick up another clip. We're going to listen to the end of this Braveheart clip. And it's from the, the end of that, that scene. And what I really... The only time you really hear Mel Gibson say anything, and if you've seen it, you know what it is, but if you haven't, listen to the word he uses. What does he really call out for? What's this really been about? Why did Jesus really come? It can all end right now. Peace. 
<laughs> Just say it. Cry out. Mercy. <laughs> After the beheading, William Wallace's body was torn to pieces. His head was set on London Bridge. His arms and legs sent to the four corners of Britain as a warning. It did not have the effect that Longshanks planned. The uh, Jesus' death did not have the effect that the enemy planned, right? Galatians 5.1 tells us that it's for freedom that Christ set us free, that we no longer have to be yoked to that slavery, right? And so a part of his death and his resurrection was all those things we talked about, but a big part of that was the freedom, the freedom to walk as his beloved child, right? the, the freedom to really know him as, fa- as father in an intimate way, to, to have the Holy Spirit be with us, comforting us, Robbie. You've been doing a lot of studying on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Here we have. And next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. We're going to venture into how do you walk in this freedom? Now that we have it, now that we know it's there, how do we walk in this freedom? And then also, how do we hold on to it? Because the enemy doesn't like the fact that we discover we have freedom, and he comes after that, right? Because it's always been about freedom. You've been listening to The Mask and Journey. We thank you for listening to us. If you'd like to go to Facebook, if you have anything to say about this show, anything that came up from it, or topics for other shows, or how you've gotten freedom in the past, go to Facebook, Masculine Journey Radio. Again, that's Facebook, Masculine Journey Radio. Let us hear from you. See you next week. The Masculine Journey Radio Show comes to you weekly on The Truth because of your faithful prayer and gifts. Their address is Masculine Journey Radio, P.O. Box 641, Louisville, North Carolina, 27023, or online at truthnetwork.com. Be sure to let them know that you listen to the program on the Truth Network.